The views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of IntraVision Communications. Welcome, welcome. This is El Paso for America. People seem to be more in touch with the city. They're more respectful for what's going on. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Rising fast, going with the flow. He's doing good. He's got his looks. I don't know what else to say about him. On Talk Radio 1150. For several weeks, we've been talking about the fact that the Democrats have to come up with a strategy and they have to come up with it quick. That window of opportunity is almost entirely shut. The Democrats have not come up with a strategy. They still squabble. For all intents and purposes, the President of the United States and the current Democrats in the House and the Senate, for all intents and purposes, have lost the support of the liberals. And they have also lost the support of the Latino community. That, of course, is a thing that's still up in the air. Today, today, if you haven't heard already, today the House and the Senate is in full swing, and if you don't believe me, they just kicked off a half an hour ago. A half an hour ago, they kicked off. You can catch them on C-SPAN, and we have a live monitor here in the studio. And it is anticipated that everything from Don't Ask, Don't Tell to the DREAM Act is going to be taken up. Now, you know where I stand on the DREAM Act. For close to 10 years, the DREAM Act for the Development, Relief, and Education of Alien Minors, that's what it stands for, the DREAM Act, has been fought for, for over, for close to, sorry, for close to 10 years. Earlier this year, the Migration Policy Institute estimated that a rough 825,000 immigrants would benefit from the DREAM Act, 825,000. And according to recent research, over at UCLA, a conservative estimate of the combined income generated by those benefiting from the DREAM Act would amount to $1.4 trillion. That is current U.S. dollars over the course of the next four decades. If Congress passes the DREAM Act, that is a very big if. Folks, we have been encouraging you to give a call to your elected representatives. Pick up the phone, call Congressman Reyes. Pick up the phone, call Congressman Ciro Rodriguez. He's still there, even though he was voted out. He's still the duck that is lame sitting there. Have him work. Have him work. Pick up the phone, call Kay Bailey Hutchinson. Pick up the phone, call John Cornyn. This is the time. And I'll tell you what. If the Democrats are going to want to do something about their future and avoid being in the wilderness for the next I don't know how many decades, this is the time for Democrats to act. This is the time for Democrats to act. The president of the United States went off and made a deal with the Republicans that has made the liberal side of the party livid. 
Of course, that deal was to keep the tax cuts and to extend unemployment benefits. In the very same deal, the Republicans, particularly those that are fiscal conservative, which uh, there's not that many real fiscal conservatives in the Republican Party I have found. Because as much as they talk about it, you know, they really don't, uh, they really aren't fiscally conservative. Those that really are fiscally conservative in the Republican Party are upset as well, because what do you mean? What do you mean we're going to extend the tax cuts and also uh, extend unemployment benefits? For them, they're sitting there going, at what point do we get fiscally conservative? Here's the dilemma, though. The dilemma is really not within the Republicans. It's within the Democrats. The Republicans have plenty of room to begin to adjust. I mean, they just got elected to the majority of the House, to be the Speaker of the House and the majority of the House, they have plenty of time to work on their image. Democrats have an image issue right now where there is an internal revolt. Now, the vote and what they managed to pull off in this lame session is what will begin to really either put the final nail in the coffin with liberals and Latinos for the Democratic Party or it will begin to put them on a new trajectory to do something different. To do something different and begin to court their base again. See, a lot of pundits are talking about the fact that President Barack Obama is currently going out there and trying to somehow pull off a Bill Clinton. What Bill Clinton did when he came back from the brink, when, of course, he lost control of the legislature during his time in office. There's some very big differences here between President Barack Obama and President Clinton that a lot of people aren't talking about. First and foremost, President Clinton was the head and and really the leader of the Blue Dog Democrats. He was conceived as someone, or perceived rather as someone, not conceived, what's wrong with me? He was perceived as someone that was largely conservative. He was a blue dog. And everybody knew it. And he had blue dog support. That doesn't exist anymore right now. The only blue dog still standing around is this one in El Paso with a radio show that, you know, a minute number of people uh, have access to here in this city and uh, online. There's not that very many blue dog Democrats or conservative fiscally conservative Democrats around right now. So President Barack Obama is not getting any sort of air cover by any blue dog Democrats. Nor would any blue dog Democrat come to his support because he's also really not doing anything 
about the fiscal concerns in the United States today. He's extending unemployment benefits, which is great for people because we know that they need to put food on the table and that these are tough times in America. I understand that he's going to extend the tax cuts. That's great. But what about our fiscal responsibilities here? Our our debt just continues to balloon. So for those people that continue to say, well, he's trying to pull off a Bill Clinton here. He could probably still do it. I'm sitting there going, well, what, what, what comparison are you trying to draw? Because it's a different scenario. It's a completely different scenario. And so what effectively President Obama has done right now, hoping to quell that uh, insurgency within the liberal wing of the party before his reelection comes up, but he has, he has created a livid liberal side of the Democrats. And in the very same moment, you have people like Congressman Gutierrez, who are largely perceived to be leaders within a Latino agenda for the United States of America, it, it, coming off and saying, oh, it's over. It's over. I have no more trust in, uh, or in, in the president, in the White House. It's time to do things differently because these guys talk one way and act another. It's a Democrat speaking. So there are issues right now in that strategy window that I kept talking about at the state level, at the local level, at the national level for Democrats in the face of these defeats that they suffered in early November. That's closing. And if they don't act quick, boy, Democrats are going to be out in the cold wilderness for a long time. A long time. It'll take a long time for them to come back to the same level that they were in prior to November's elections. It'll take a long time. And I know we're kind of insulated here in El Paso because, hey, Democrats always win in El Paso. But... Democrats do always win in El Paso, but what have Democrats from El Paso ever done for us? On a grand scale. What? 915-880-4376. It's a very big day, folks, and I encourage you to tune in to C-SPAN. See what they're talking about. I have a monitor going on here for both the Senate and the House if any lively discussions come up, I'll try to bring them onto the air. But uh, very big day. Don't ask, don't tell, expected to be argued. The DREAM Act expected to be argued. They're already arguing behind closed doors over this extension of unemployment benefits and extension of the uh, tax cuts. It's huge. This is a huge day. People are talking about the fact that uh, the president is really beginning to make the first steps to his future with the moves he's making right now. I'm questioning those moves. I am questioning those moves. Now, there's still a, a big burden on the Republicans. Don't get me wrong. The Republicans are going to have to come up with someone that is credible and electable against President Obama. That still remains to be seen. While the most popular person out there is still Sarah Palin, been watching Sarah Palin's Alaska, and I 
can't say that she looks any more presidential. So she still has issues. And her own Tea Party, her own Tea Party was trying to convince her to be the head of the GOP rather than president. So, so the, the Republicans still have their issues. But folks, we're going to be playing some significant political hardball over the course of, of, of these next few moments on Capitol Hill. Pick up that phone. Play some hardball with your elected representative. Don't allow yourself to be treated like some other person. Demand to speak to someone that counts. Try to make your voice heard as loud as it can be. This is it. This will define whether the Democrats are in the wilderness for a long time or they manage to pull off a strategy that gets them back from the brink. I don't know, folks. 915-8004-376. I'd love to hear from you. I'll go to the phone calls right after the break, so give us a call. Jerry, you're up first. And then it can be you, folks. 915-8004-376. We'll be back. Fox TV 14 has teamed up to bring you the latest updates in news, weather, and traffic every morning on KHRO from 7 to 9 and the entire KFOX News at 6 simulcast. Get the coverage you can count on with KFOX TV and Talk Radio 1150. Talk Radio 1150, your financial news source with CNBC. I'm Tom Busby. CNBC Radio. Stocks end the day slightly higher. The Dow up 13, the NASDAQ adding 10. But there's fear on Wall Street over the proposed plan to maintain tax cuts for the wealthy, lower the estate tax rate, and extend benefits for the, for the jobless. Investors are afraid the measures will lead to higher budget deficits and higher inflation. That fear, along with a stronger dollar, made Treasury prices plummet, with yields hitting six-month highs. The trustee looking to recover money for victims of jailed swindler Bernie Madoff is suing to get hold of $80 million from Madoff's London operations. Hackers have attacked the websites of MasterCard and now Visa, along with others in Sweden and Switzerland, in retaliation for cutting off the business accounts of WikiLeaks. MasterCard users are not affected. And Walmart is changing a policy that pays hourly workers an extra dollar an hour on Sundays. After January 1st, new hires won't make that extra buck. Tom Busby. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a gift card under the tree. If ever there was a perfect present to give this holiday season, it's a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse gift card. So many delicious choices, so many reasons to celebrate. Four calamari, three cabernets, two petit filets, and a gift card under the tree. Purchase your gift card today at ruthschris.com or at any Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Just 60 days. That's all it takes to start transforming your business. Thanks to Constant Contact. Their simple step-by-step checklist will help you transform your small business with email marketing and social media. That's right. In just 60 days, you can better connect with your customers, generate referrals, and build the business you've always wanted. Go to 
ConstantContact.com slash transform and start your 60-day transformation today. Solo dilo, dilo ya. Mira, lo que pasa es... ¿Qué? ¿Qué me estás tratando de decir? Dilo. No tiene nada que ver contigo, te juro, soy yo. Pero creo que esto no va a funcionar. ¿Sabes qué? ¡Que eres un inmaduro! No te pongas así, por favor. Terminar una relación es difícil. Por eso Allstate lo hace por ti. Cámbiate a Allstate y tu nuevo agente te ayudará a dejar tu compañía de seguros actual ahorrándote un mal momento y dinero. Dólar por dólar nadie te protege como Allstate. Obtén una cotización ya y empieza a ahorrar. No esperes. Llama a un agente de Allstate o al 888-ALLSTATE. Sí, 888-ALLSTATE. Con Allstate estás en buenas manos. Póliza solo en inglés. Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company y Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. 92.3 The Fox presents the Half Half Off Store. This Thursday, you'll have the opportunity to save with 50% on selected merchants in the area. This Thursday, buy your $20 gift certificate from El Paso's Bakery for only $10. The Half Off Store. This Thursday, starting at 9 a.m. $20 certificates from El Paso's Bakery for only $10. It's easy to buy. Just log on to 923thefox.com, click on the Half Off Store, and save with the Half Off Store and 92.3 The Fox. Virgin Mobile wants you to have a super happy holiday. The all-new Samsung Intercept powered by Android with touchscreen and slider QWERTY is a great way to start. And then paying only $25 a month for unlimited messaging, email, web, and data, plus hundreds of talk minutes with no contract and data services on the nationwide Sprint 3G network will make it a holiday season to remember. Visit your local Best Buy, Radio Shack, or Target store or go to virginmobileusa.com today for more info. Coverage not available everywhere. Data speeds vary by device selected. International services extra. State and local sales taxes and fees may apply. Restrictions apply. Delta difference. Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. We are back. We have a lot to talk about today. I'm getting text message in studio about a bunch of stories going on that involve El Paso, that involve the state, the nation that we should bring on to the show. Of course, today's a very big day. I encourage you to go on to C-SPAN and watch the House session and the Senate session as it's in progress. We're, we are doing that in studio. A lot of big things are scheduled to come up before uh, the sessions, and uh, this is your final chance to pick up that phone and make your voice heard. I'm serious, folks. This is the last chance for Democrats in terms of being able to salvage whatever they can salvage so that they can prevent being shut out for a really long time. And for those of you thinking that I'm just talking national politics, you're wrong. I'm talking state politics and local as well, because we'll get into local. Our great local officials have done a great job in, in really producing an image for El Paso that couldn't be further from the truth. But yet, that's the image we now have. I'll get into that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the Wall Street Journal. We'll get into that. Big decision time. Big decision time. 
What are Democrats going to do? 915-880-4376. Stop licking the wounds. Stop acting pitiful and lame. And start doing something. 915-880-4376. Let's go to Jerry. Then we'll go to Herb. Jerry, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing all right, Jerry. I am uh, keeping a watchful eye on Capitol Hill. Uh, I'm expecting fireworks, but we'll see. Maybe maybe it ends up being a bunch of duds. As long as you watch Capitol Hill, I'll watch City Council. Now, I have an answer to your question. Okay. What has Democrats done for this community? Yeah. I waited for someone to call in to give you an answer, and they were ashamed to do it. Nothing is the answer. <laughs> well, the crickets gave us the answer, and now you're you're explicitly stating it. Yes, I, I you know, I, I have to, I have to, I have to say it and call it like it is, Jerry. I, I, I I'm not saying that Republicans have done anything either. But when you have a it's city that's, that, when you have a city that's delivered Democrats consistently to the state. And then what we have to show for it is very little, and in particular, very little. Yesterday we were talking about Texas Tech. I mean, really, if you want to talk about Texas Tech, that was, that was a long time coming. Why couldn't right. we figure out a way to get Texas Tech here before? Why did Lubbock get it before Texas? Before uh, Interesting, El Paso? isn't it? You know, very interesting to me. And that's yes. the thing. We've been... Oh, there's freshman orientation that just concluded over it in Austin, and, and I was keeping my ear to the ground on that one. And... Uh, you had a bunch of of old hands of the Republican Party and old hands of what's left of the Democrats trying to tell the, the freshmen what they were going to be doing and how they were going to be getting out of this hole. And I know that the freshmen were sitting around going, you're kidding me, right? These are the same people that got us into the hole we're in, and now we have to take advice from you guys? And, and so I'm sitting here going... When does El Paso leadership step up and, and, and start to kind of shake off the shackles of, of, oh, I'm a freshman. Oh, I don't know my way around. Oh, I'm from El Paso. I come from some sort of, I don't know, this inferior mind complex that they, that they have and break out of those shackles and start doing something leadership-wise. But they're not. They're not. I was hopeful, but they're not. They're not exhibiting any of that at the state level, at the national level, and at the local level. I mean, with the you, you, you say you keep an eye on city council. I mean— with the way city council has acted and, and the way city council, none of the city council campaigned against the whole, uh, you know, thing that we we're now dealing with about health benefits. Um, you got it. And, I mean, the, and partner benefits. He, here's the bottom line. That city council tried to be reactionary and then they got told, don't be reactionary because then you're not following the people's wish. That city council should have been trying to prevent this on the campaign trail in the run up. To the to the election, but none of them spoke out during the campaign, they, and and now we have a negative image. During, they did that to me during Stormwater, and they did not do it during this this issue. Right now, I know you have a computer in front of you. I do, and you think you're uptight now. I want you to Google search. Uh, it's either House Bill forty six forty six or Senate Bill forty six forty six, and I'm going to let you do that now. And I'm sure. You'll have a hard time swallowing. I will. I will definitely Google that. Thank that you for the Congress call. Congress is about to do something to us, and I think this is a whole game to get there. All right, I'll take a look at it, Jerry. Thank you for the call. Let me go. Let me go to a couple of other callers after the break here. Uh, Herb, you're up next, and people, you're you can be next. Give us a call.
is KHRO El Paso. Talk Radio 1150 AM, your CNN radio news source. CNN Radio. I'm Barbara Hall. With just 17 days left before Christmas, Democrats have a long list of things they hope to accomplish before the lame duck session of Congress comes to an end. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid says he'll hold a vote tonight on the military's don't ask, don't tell policy. The Obama administration wants it repealed. A Baltimore man described as a Muslim convert is behind bars after an FBI sting. U.S. Attorney Rod Rosenstein says 21-year-old Antonio Martinez plotted to bomb a military recruiting station in Maryland. Because the FBI was controlling uh, the weapons that were used, uh, there was no actual danger to the public as a result of the operation. Martinez is charged with attempting to kill U.S. officials and attempted use of a weapon of mass destruction. First MasterCard, now Visa. Supporters of WikiLeaks took down their websites after the card companies refused to channel donations to WikiLeaks. This is CNN. This week, wrap up your holiday shopping with great holiday savings at True Value. Get a powerful halogen work light, 500 watt, for just $14.88 and save over 40%. Or pick up our triple toolbox set. Get three toolboxes for the price of one, only $12.97. Available at participating stores while supplies last. But you better wrap it up soon. Sale in Saturday. True Value. Start right, start here for the holidays. Hey everyone, it's Jay Farner from Quicken Loans and I've got some really important information for you. The rate today on a 30-year fixed mortgage is all the way down to 4.25%, APR 4.52%. That's why right now is a perfect time to call Quicken Loans. Why wait to refinance till next year? Get a jump start on fixing your finances for 2011. So give us a call today at 866-QUICKEN or visit us online at quickenloans.com. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nationwide mortgage licensing system number 3030. Sally Field talks about getting a month of Boniva free. If you have osteoporosis, check out the My Boniva program. It's free to join and shows you lots of ways to help improve your bone strength. Boniva works with your body to help stop and reverse bone loss. And My Boniva gives you calcium-rich recipes, monthly reminders, and even a month of Boniva free. Once monthly Boniva is a 150 milligram prescription tablet to treat and prevent postmenopausal osteoporosis. See our ad in Weight Watchers. Don't take Boniva ibandronate sodium if you have problems with your esophagus, low blood calcium, severe kidney disease, or can't sit or stand for at least one hour. Follow dosing instructions carefully. Stop taking Boniva and tell your doctor if you have difficult or painful swallowing, chest pain, or severe or continuing heartburn, as these may be signs of serious upper digestive problems. If jaw problems or severe bone, joint, and or muscle pain develop, tell your doctor. Ask your doctor if Boniva can help you Stop losing and start reversing. And check out the My Boniva program. Join today and get a free month of Boniva if eligible at MyBoniva.com or call 1-888-MY-BONIVA. Talk Radio 1150 and KFOX TV 14 has teamed up to bring you the latest updates in news, weather, and traffic every morning on KHRO from 7 to 9. And the entire KFOX News at 6 simulcast. Get the coverage you can count on with KFOX TV and Talk Radio 1150. El Paso for America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Just the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. 
took a look at 4646 there, uh, Jerry, and I'll, I'll bring my comments on 4646 here in a second. Let me go straight back to the phone lines, folks. You can give us a call, 915-804-376, weigh in. Let's go to Herb. Herb, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing all right, just uh, watchful. That's all I can say. It's, it's a pretty big day in terms of the future of, of where we're going to head here for, for Democrats, at least, and, and certainly for the country, because a lot of things are going to at least be attempted to be decided. I don't know that they will be decided, but they're going to make a lame attempt at it. Yeah, I think you're so right. I think for me, you know, uh, as a current president, get elected with, on hope and change, and all of a sudden I feel that there is no hope There's anymore, and the change is very slow coming, if it ever comes. As far as I'm concerned, you know, neither party knows to see what they're doing. We have a priority of fighting about unemployment benefits when we have people that have no jobs. Yeah. I don't even qualify for unemployment. And I think our priorities are so, so bad off. Uh, we really need something. Our, I question the leadership of this country at this point. Yeah, I, I question our leadership as well. I, I don't know that. I, and, and if you've heard me on the radio show, and, and a lot of people have also made commentaries uh, to me in person, or even people keep saying, well, Hector, you're not, you know, you, you've been highly critical of Democrats. What are you, not a Democrat anymore? It's not that I'm not a Democrat. It's like I'm sitting here watching the very same party that was in a very different place, uh, you know, back when, when President Obama was being elected and, and when we had the House and the Senate. It, it, we were in a very different place, making statements in a very different way, and 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 here we stand later, and and you see the the actions being taken by the party, the 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 way it's reacting to its own defeat, and you're sitting there going, "Gosh, somebody's got to kick these guys in the behind before before this becomes even worse." And and I feel that way, and I, I frankly, and I've said it before, time and time again, I don't see a future. Uh, at least for me, with with the current Democrat, with the current uh, Democrats or the current Republicans, so I'm sitting kind of in the wilderness myself, going, "Who is going to do something about this?" And uh, the, the time is right for uh, an independent to come in here and try to do something because I think there's a lot of of, of animosity towards both parties at right now, at least. I think you're so right. I called several times to the station to talk about coming up with a new party because I feel that. At this point, that neither party is really prioritizing what this country needs. Yeah, you know, I and we're getting a lot the of the same old, same old faces too. Exactly, I mean, exactly. They, they keep getting reelected. Everybody. And that's why I'm disappointed with the president. Yeah, no, her, know, I mean, I, I look at I look at it myself, and I and I kind of take a look at the faces. It's incredible to me, Herb. You have the highest, you know, the highest rate of or the highest poll numbers that are that are against the House and the Senate and elected officials. But then, it, for the most part, people keep voting a lot of their officials back. I mean, this this particular last race did bring in uh, the defeat of some of the incumbents, but a lot of the incumbents are still there. You know, so mm -hmm. people keep voting back their, their bozo to office, uh, thinking that their bozo has done no wrong, but we keep getting a lot of the same faces over there. And and that's that's not only in our national government, that's in our statewide government. How long have we had Rick Perry as our governor? And that's in our that's in our local government as well. I mean, there's actually rumors now that, that Elliot Shapley is considering running for mayor, If in which case, if he does that, gosh, uh, I'd encourage people to pack their bags uh, because, I mean, it's same old, same old faces. Over yeah, and over unfortunately. again. And I hope the DREAM Act does pass. I just hope they prioritize because I think that's a, the right direction to start with immigration. 
and I blame if it doesn't go through or, or nothing happens, I blame the president for that. Yeah. Because he's he's his platform was I'm going to fix immigration. What yeah. has he done? No, I, I, you, need I ask, you need to ask yourself that, and, and everybody. I you know? I do ask myself that, and uh, in to be honest with everyone, I regret my vote for President Obama. I do. That's on the well, record. Because <laughs> I, I, I did could, vote for him. I did. I voted for him. But I regret that vote. I really do. Well, Thanks. maybe maybe he's getting ready for his reelection. And let me tell you, if he's in that direction, going in that direction, we're in serious. We have serious problems. We do. Thank you for the Thank call. You very much. Thank you very much for the call. Folks, uh, you can weigh in. 915-804-376. This is a day that, that is going to begin to define the future for Democrats. Let me tell you, it is a very big day. And uh, this goes across all spectrums here. I'll get into local here in a second with all of you, too, because our local officials didn't do anything at all about the whole campaign and run-up to this partner benefit situation. And it has been blown up on the Wall Street Journal now. And it's making our city come off as anti-gay. It is making this city that has consistently delivered Democrats and been seen largely as, as something different from the rest of the state of Texas. We are now being perceived as anti-gay in the national press. And I am going to put that squarely on the shoulders of our elected leadership. They tried to be reactionary about it and tried to maneuver after the deed was done, but none of them, absolutely none of them, campaigned in earnest with, an, with, with, a, with a worthwhile effort as a sitting city council representative about what this would do to City Hall, our image as a city, to the employees of City Hall. And I know some of them attempted to use the, uh, the, the, the excuse of saying, I'm a City Hall employee, I wasn't able really to speak up. That does not include city council members. City council members are free to speak their mind. They're elected representatives for that. So, you know, I, I, I have a little bit of, of concern about our image on national level, and I am putting that squarely on the shoulders of, of, of a group of so-called leaders that really didn't speak up on an issue in the campaign trail, on the campaign trail, in the run-up to this, to prevent this, which I really do feel they could have won if they, if they would have only come out, campaigned in earnest, and educated the public about the verbiage that was being used, which is just preposterous and, and, and verbiage that was clearly written in uneducated fashion. So that's one of the things on a local level. And then, then the other thing on a local level is, like I said right now when I was talking to Herb, rumors about Elliot Shapley running for mayor? I mean, are we serious? If you recall months ago when... Uh, we were talking about future leaders for El Paso. Um, I got into a discussion about how, you know, Elliot Shapley, particularly on the tree situation and what he's been doing with EPISD and all this stuff. You know, again, and I will say it again. Someone once told me that to be classy is to know when to get off the stage. Elliot refuses to get off the stage. It's not very classy. He's going to come back and try to be mayor now? I hope not. I really hope not, because it's more of the same faces. 
Same faces. Same faces, same results, folks. That's what you're going to get. Same results. Same results. 915-880-4376. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let me go to Rick. Rick, welcome to the show. Hello, Hector. How are you? I'm doing well, Rick. How are you? Excellent show, Hector. Thank Hector you. Abu uh, number one, Hector, I don't understand at uh, and, and my age, but I don't understand how why people can be so negative instead of being positive. Okay. And uh, this uh, no se puede attitude, I'm telling you, si se puede. And all these people have been carrying off on Obama and give him a break. You know, this no se puede to me is kind of unpatriotic. And a couple of months ago, I told Greg he didn't like it. His talk against Obama and the Democrats, to me, it tastes of sedition, seditious. Okay, Rick. Well, I don't yeah, understand I mean, I, this negative. I, I, I don't re- understand I respect this negative your, It doesn't help our country. I respect your opinion, Rick, but uh, just just to just to you know ask you a question and just to get get involved with this because I respect your opinion, even though I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in agreement. Lu- I'm listening to Mark Levine or Michael Savage. Yeah, I know, but they're coming from a different perspective. I mean, yeah, can, can you, can you, Rick? I mean, can, give me, give me an answer to this question, Rick. Here we stand as a, as a, as an impossible. Here we stand. You want to change codes? At least explain to us why you're changing codes. Thank you. All right, Rick. You don't obviously you don't want to engage in a discussion, and you see that that is a problem right there, Rick. You either you either want to. I'm not pushing you off my show. You're the one that hung up. You're the one that hung up. I, 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 I welcome people to call into the show and to debate. I, I love it. I love it. You want to make a point, Rick? You can. But hey, I mean, let's engage in a discussion. I'm not coming from the perspective of any of these right-wing radio talk show hosts that you just talked about. I'm coming with different arguments to the table, and my arguments are very different than those of any of the bozos on the right-wing talk radio sphere. My questions are honest and they're real, Rick. They're real. You want me to give a pass to President Obama when Obama, did you not hear the story? I'll tell it to you again. The story I talked about when I had the show on the DREAM Act last week. A Democrat, a prominent Democrat, Congressman Gutierrez, who has been a champion not only for this DREAM Act situation, but has been trying to champion comprehensive immigration reform in this nation, a Democrat went to the White House, had a discussion with the president at the White House about how this session had to take up the issue of comprehensive immigration reform in earnest and significantly beyond just the DREAM Act. The White House and the president agree there at the White House and then proceed to put it off, put it off, put it off, and not even give a time of day to the congressman he agreed to do this with. And then when the congressman comes back and tries to talk to him face-to-face in Chicago when the president was visiting Chicago and says, all right, Mr. President, I know you've been busy. Let's find some time after your meetings here in Chicago to meet and plan our strategy for comprehensive immigration reform and the questions of the DREAM Act the president brushes him off and says, you know, I'm really busy. I, I really can't do this. We'll, we'll, we'll find some other time. 
And the brush off continued. And this session is not going to take up comprehensive immigration reform. They will luckily take up the DREAM Act. And that's not because of the White House. So, Rick, my arguments that I'm bringing to the table are real. And I'm sitting here asking, how does the president expect to keep the support of the Latino community when at every turn he continues to shut down the debate? When he is not really putting a fourth, a worthwhile, rather, effort in furthering a piece of an agenda that I think every people, every person, every group of individuals can get behind. I think Republicans can get behind and Democrats can get behind the fact that we need to have a debate about comprehensive immigration reform in this nation. Now, we have different ways of coming at it. I understand that. We have different solutions. I understand that. That's where I'm coming from, Robert. I'm not sitting here. You, 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 you leverage the argument of sedition? Come on. Come on. I am, it's a very different argument than what anyone on the right wing sphere is talking about. 915-880-4376 is our number, folks. Uh, I'll go straight to the phone lines. You can give us a call. Let me go straight to Robert. Robert, welcome to the show. Hector, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Robert, how are you? Good, good. I have a question for you. The yes. other day you made a statement about Marisa Marquez. Do you recollect? Yes, sir, I did. You said that she was an angry, alcoholic uh, politician or something along that line? I made some statements about uh, where I feel... Our El Paso delegation has gone awry, and I made them in context of the fact that uh, Marisa Marquez and the El Paso delegation was making an issue that had been caught by the Texas Tribune about the fact that the chief of staff of Chente Quintanilla was considering running against Marisa Marquez and that people were making a lot of hay over nothing. Um, and that's where my comments came from. I was making a critique about the fact that we sound like boys and girls arguing about obnoxious stuff that have nothing to do with the leadership of the state or the future of this community. But don't you think that's a very harsh description of Marisa Marquez? You know, I mean, I, I made the statement. I don't think I, you know, equivocated on it. I think that what she was doing and what the El Paso delegation has been doing is really just kicking back, and know, not doing their did, job. You didn't, go, you didn't go to the whole delegation. You only went to her. No, because Describing here's the thing. Her as being angry First of all, Robert, why is this being brought up days later on this show? I mean, I, we haven't even been talking about her. Well, to be honest with you, because it, personally, it took me a couple of days to cool off. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I work with Marisa Marquez. I know she's a great, as you put it, leader. She has led me in, in, in down the path that I believe in. Okay. If, if well, I'll give you the her. opportunity to state the reasons why you feel she is that. And, and, you, and I'll give you an opportunity to, to tell us what have been the great accomplishments she's been able to accomplish on behalf of El Paso. How about that? Well, I'm only going to go on my behalf. Okay. I can't speak for other people. Okay. Go right I ahead. Gave, I gave her an issue uh, before she went to the last session about uh, psychotropic medication that's been given to children. Okay. To foster children. And she went back there, and because of our conversation, she had a bill written on it. Okay. And so to me, that's leadership. What happened to the bill? It's, it's there. It's in a study phase right now. 
and hopefully it'll be turned into law here very shortly. And she's also getting some more legislature going into more legislation going in there on the same on the same issue. What have been the pivotal pieces of legislation that she's gotten passed on behalf of our city that you think are moving our city forward? I know you tell me. No, I'm asking you. You're the supporter. I'm not. Because let me tell you something, Hector. You remind me a lot of Cantinflas. <laughs> you talk a lot, but you don't say anything. I'll tell you a story let about me, let, me te- let me finish. Let me tell you. Because you think that a lot of people listen to what you say, and they're not. You know why? Because everything you say is not a threat to anybody. Because you don't make sense. I've been listening to you for eight, eight or nine months, and I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, I mean, you're obviously passionate enough to give a call to the show days later and engage in a discussion about uh, oh, if you want Ma- me, Marisa's I'll, leadership. I'll talk to you in your face, because it's not a question of laying off a couple of days, because you talk the same trash every day. I don't think Marisa has done anything significant or worthwhile for the future of our, of our city. I really you don't. Have. As an elected you have. You have other than talk about everybody else who can't do it. I'm what not an elected official, Robert. I'm not an elected official. And I, and I, I mean, I've talk. always said that I'll let, that I'll, for those people that know me, I'll let, I'll let my, my work speak for itself. I mean, people can think what they want to think about my work. Because for those people that know me and know the work well, that I do. You do. I've heard what you do. Okay. You talk about Puerto Rico and Panama. All right. The Dominican Republic. What the hell is that? I don't, but see, you obviously don't know who I am or what I do. The burden of proof or the burden of, of action is on the elected representative, Robert, not on me as a radio host. The burden of action, you, Marisa Marquez in this case has been elected to do something for the future of our community. There is a public expectation for her to accomplish things on behalf of the city. That expectation is not on you and it's not on me, although I do work on behalf of a lot of great causes through the work that I do with the nonprofit that I that I work with. That's and I'm not here. shy about it. And I'm not going to sit here and somehow apologize to you for my work in all of the countries that you've mentioned. Well, I just don't see what that has to do with us. I, I still don't and see the kids, and the, the kids that it's I still don't see the accomplishments that you're pointing towards for Marisa, Robert. Well, okay, you sit down with Marisa Marcus and you tell her, I want you to do this, this, and that. Give me one thing that you would tell her that you would like her to do for you. I don't want her to do anything for me. I want her to do... Look, I I want her to get her act together. That's all I... I want her to get her act... Listen, listen, Robert, you say you've listened to my show. And if you've listened to the show since the November elections happened... And we knew who the El Paso delegation was going to be. I've been talking about the fact that the El Paso delegation, particularly someone like Marisa, that's, a, that's actually now coming around for the second time uh, in, this, in this whole process, I've been mentioning time and time again that we need to take a statewide leadership role with Democrats. Marisa hasn't stepped up to any of that. I'll also tell you what else. My assessment of what she's been doing is very simple. You can put bills up to the cows come home. I know Chente is an expert in writing, you know, a bunch of bills, you know, recognizing people in the community that do absolutely nothing. The number of bills you write means squat. What means something is when you actually write a bill that's going to make a difference and you actually bring it to fruition and you get it passed. Marisa hasn't really done that en masse. She really hasn't been able to get any traction on any of that. And she has not stepped up for a statewide leadership role. 
whereas people in Brownsville and other people have been trying to step up. Other That's young state representatives have been trying to step up, like Joaquin Castro in San Antonio. I mean, that's that's the point, Robert. That's the point. Last statement. Hector, because the guys that you bring on, like the guy from Colorado and then some guy from Greenback, Texas, you think those guys are leaders. What do they do? What have they ever done? Wow, Robert. You you talk about neg- you you talk about having a problem with negativity. You've been Mr. Uh, Downer today. I mean, if you can't recognize somebody giving of their time to come on to a show and and discuss ideas, uh, you know, without any compensation or what have you, to to sit around and contemplate what we can begin to do to bring communities like ours together, then I, I mean that, heard, that I yeah, too. I mean if that's how you feel. That's fine. You you're entitled. You're entitled to makes, your opinion. I haven't heard you come up with anything that even makes sense. Well, Robert, again, the burden of proof is not on me. It's on our elected officials. Thanks for the call. You're always welcome to call the show. 915-880-4376. Hey, folks, you can weigh in. I can also tell you a story about Marisa Marquez. Maybe uh, we could do that in the 3 o'clock hour um, about one of the moments she had while she was uh, a freshman on the Hill. And uh, we could talk about her and the rest of the El Paso delegation. If you'd like, you can give us a call. Weigh in. 915-880-4376. Let me go to Chris. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, Hector. Good afternoon, Chris. What's up? It, it was the sedition comment uh, that I had to call in and respond to. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to be arrested now, Chris. You know, I'm sorry, but I didn't give Bush a free pass when it came to stuff I disagreed with. I am not going to give Obama a free pass. When people insist that their candidate gets a free pass, Okay, like with Obama in that one caller's case. Okay, you're not backing the ideas. You're backing the person, and what you're basically a part of at that point is a cult of personality. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And this this thing with with Obama, now, uh, believe me, I, I can understand why the White House gets frustrated with the Democratic leadership for not fighting on a lot of issues. Okay, I completely get that. There was a real lack of spine with with the with the Democrats in Congress because they passed all this legislation that wasn't completely that wasn't insignificant and yet when the Republicans started saying things like repeal the health care bill, repeal repeal Obamacare, the same Democrats who told liberals like myself we just had to shut up and swallow it all of a sudden expected liberals like myself to be more enthusiastic about that legislation that they passed and then ran away from because the Republicans started squawking about it. (laughs) That's not a basis for success when it comes to politics. But at the same time, uh, there's rumblings now that, you know, well, Obama's clearly more concerned about his own political survival than with the, the future of the party. And there's something to be said for that because... Obama's the type he likes to say the flowery stuff, but he likes to take let others take the hard hits. So when it comes to things like, well, we need a public option in the health care reform bill. Obama's administration one day says we're all for it, and then and the, the next, next day, day says, well, as long as you know we get the spirit of it in there. Well, when you don't set down any concrete markers. Don't be surprised when other people have no idea what the hell you really stand for. You know, I, I mean, it, it. I've never seen anything like this. I voted for Obama, okay, 
and and I don't know if, if the election was tomorrow, I wouldn't, but I'm not going to rule it out again because two years in politics is a long time. It is a long time, it Chris, a- and I agree with you on, on your assessment. I mean, in, in, I agree with your entire statements wholeheartedly. I mean, uh, you know, people continue to say uh, in 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 some circles, I don't understand you, I don't understand you. The reason they don't understand me is because, like you said, I don't belong to a cult of personality, nor do I belong to a cult of a party. And, you I know, mean, I will stand for the ideals of a party, but I'm not just going to follow blindly when when I know in my heart of hearts that we're not doing the right thing. And it blows my mind. I'm not even a Democrat, and I'm more faithful to the party's platform <laughs> than, than, than a lot of the Democrats who right. are running away from this legislation that they passed. You right. know, it's, it's, you're starting to hear rumblings about people who'd like to see a challenger to Obama in the primaries. Hey, I'd like to see it, too. The Democrats are not going to let that happen. They would look at that as a surefire way to lose the White House. Would I love to see a, a party that was more responsive to a liberal and progressive base? Sure. The problem with that is that we don't have time to build up that kind of a party to try to fix what the major problems are. And two, as as frustrated as I get with the Democratic Party, they are the only ones who have the resources and can instantly fire back against the Republicans yeah. on a nationwide scale. So when you don't have a lot of satisfactory outcomes to a lot of very unhappy problems, it, it can get frustrating, yeah. and I can see why people bang their head against the wall. But yesterday— You can see, you can see why I bang my head against the wall, too, there, Chris. I mean— I, when, I, I have to run, Chris. I, I, I don't know if you heard the music, but we got to run a break. Bet. I appreciate your call. I always do. But I think you surmised the way I even feel. Thanks for the call. 915-8004-376, folks. We'll be back, and you can weigh in. KHRO El Paso. Talk Radio 1150 AM. Your CNN Radio News Source. CNN Radio. I'm April Williams. An apparent cyber attack on MasterCard's corporate site today seems to be retaliation from WikiLeaks supporters. The group is upset the credit card company stopped processing payments for WikiLeaks. MasterCard says it took action because the site was involved in illegal activity. John Abel with Wired.com says it's a publicity stunt. It's really very, uh, very symbolic. Um, nobody does any transactions on MasterCard. Dot com. You use your credit card um, uh, via your bank. A Twitter announcement says the same group has targeted Visa as well. A procedural vote on the military's don't ask, don't tell policy could be up in the Senate soon at the urging of Majority Leader Harry Reid. CNN's Dana Bash reports the Pentagon wants lawmakers to make a decision on this policy before a court does. We've been talking for some time, listening to uh, the Pentagon leaders press now the Senate to please act before this Congress is up. We are going to see whether or not that is going to happen before the end of the day. A court's mandate would make immediate changes while a congressional repeal could be implemented over time giving military personnel time to adjust to changes.
There won't be a $250 check in the mail for Social Security recipients anytime soon. The House failed to pass a bill today to give recipients a financial boost since they're going another year without a cost of living increase. SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket splashes into the Pacific Ocean shortly after a successful takeoff. It was a historic flight for the infant commercial space travel industry. The idea is to see whether private enterprise can do what NASA does, only cheaper and more efficiently. A company called SpaceX is hoping to win a contract to resupply the International Space Station after the space shuttle program comes to an end. CNN's Greg Black reporting. And Elizabeth Edwards will be laid to rest in Raleigh, North Carolina Saturday. She died of cancer yesterday. For news anytime, go to CNN.com. This is CNN Radio. The Bose Wave Music System. It's elegantly small with sound that brings new life to music, and it makes a great gift. Forbes FYI says it sounds like a system that costs five times more. Visit Bose.com slash enjoy or call 1-800-556-9013 for a 30-day risk-free trial. Call by December 31st and save $100 when you order the Wave Music System together with our optional multi-CD changer. Also ask about financing. 1-800-556-9013. With five times the selection, Jared is the place to go for diamond fashion jewelry this holiday. That's Jared! Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry, has an incredible selection of diamond fashion and bridal jewelry brands to choose from, including Leo Solitaire Earrings by Leo Schachter, Love's Embrace, and Heart's Desire, with prices starting at $100 to over $4,000. It can only be Jared! Find a Jared store or shop anytime at jared.com. Wall Street posted a win thanks to a late rally. The Dow Industrials climbed 13 points. The Nasdaq gained 11 and the S&P 500 added 5 points. Surging financial stocks helped offset a weakness in much of the rest of the stock market on the day. And Treasuries have suffered their worst two-day slide since the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy back in September of 2008. Prices continued to drop, pushing yields sharply higher. Now, Treasuries have been dented in the wake of a compromise backed by the president and Republicans on extending tax, cut, on tax cuts, even though it is not a done deal. Analysts say Treasuries have been hurt in part because investors believe the tax cuts will lead to better economic growth, and that gives investors less incentive to park their money in safer Treasuries. Once again on Wall Street, the Dow was up 13 points. I'm Steve Orr from the newsroom at MarketWatch.com. What is vanguarding? Vanguarding is the idea that investing success is measured in years, not days. It's the belief in doing what's right for clients, not Wall Street. It's understanding that where you invest is just as important as how much you invest. Vanguarding is an investment philosophy that investors have used to help reach their financial goals for decades. So are you just investing or are you vanguarding? Learn more at Vanguard.com or at 888-VANGUARD. All investments are subject to risk. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Would helium make opera sound less formal and stuffy? Be like the 4 million who switched to GEICO last year and you too could start saving money. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. 
Hey, Kelly. So, who'd you hire to do your emails? What? You know it's just me here. Come on, I got your newsletter. Pretty fancy. Photos, coupons. Come on, who is it? Oh, no one, silly. I use Constant Contact. Really? With ConstantContact.com, it's so easy. They make me look like a million bucks, and the emails really work. Oh, yeah? It got you in here today, didn't it? Touché. ConstantContact.com. Plans as low as $15 a month with a free 60-day trial. Intuit Small Business presents Invoices in 30 Seconds. Just open Intuit QuickBooks, type in the who, what, where, when, and how much, and voila! A professional invoice ready to print or email in under 30 seconds, giving me ample time to do the backstroke through this swimming pool of cherry gelatin. I'm stuck. Try Intuit QuickBooks online free for 30 days at Intuit.com. We do the legwork so you can do what you love. Intuit. Small business rejoice. In November 2004, Jose was sentenced to eight years for committing a gun crime. His wife and two sons were left alone. Uh, today I want to talk to you about being arrested. My family has suffered immensely. They're the ones that really suffered the most for my decisions that I've made in my life. When you were arrested and uh, you went to jail, what were you thinking about? My, my kids, my wife, my mother, my brother, my dad. That's what I thought about the most. Do you think your boys know what's going on? It's kind of hard for them, so they just deny it. What would you tell young kids? I mean, just think about your family first. Your family always comes first, and your family's always going to be there for you. If you could do things over again, what would you change? Um, I would try to change the mistakes that I've made in my life, because um, your family suffers, especially your kids. That's a pain I would never want to put them through ever again. When you commit a gun crime, your family serves the sentence with you. Gun crimes hit home. Brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. fireworks at the uh, on Capitol Hill, but nothing really happening. The Senate's kind of quiet, taking up time. Over in the House, we have Representative Frank Pallone, Democrat of New Jersey, 6th District, Long Branch, New Brunswick, speaking on the matter of um, federal spending for 2011. The problem is that uh, none of the 12 bills that have been discussed about spending have had any progress none have been passed or anything regarding spending so again a, a very a very lame session of the ducks currently up on the hill um nevertheless folks that doesn't mean that uh your phone calls don't make a difference they really do uh again i have said it before there are very big issues that are going to be taken up among them being talked about is don't ask don't tell the dream act uh, as well as what we're going to be doing regarding spending, uh, regarding tax cuts, uh, and regarding the, the unemployment benefits, which there's already a deal on that between the president and the Republicans. Th that's where we currently stand, folks. Here's the thing. If you're sitting on the other side of the radio listening to the show, 
no matter how much you like me or dislike me, but some of these things about just the description of what is occurring is getting under your skin, then you know exactly the point of view and perspective that I'm coming from. There is obvious frustration in the air. There is obvious frustration with where we're headed. And we are completely in the right to voice those frustrations and to talk to the people that have the burden of leading to begin to be held to account. I mean, that, that's, that is the nature of democracy. That is the, nat- the nature of the country in which we live in. The burden of proof is not on the, the burden of proof. Listen to me. The burden of leading and doing things for the future of your community in terms of an elected office is not on you or me. It's on those people that were elected and they signed up for this job. You shouldn't have to be critiqued for doing what you do whether it's in the for-profit world or the non-profit world, to make money and put food on the table for your family. Now, we can talk about critique when it comes to you not engaging civically by not voting or critiquing the U.S. citizens for not, you know, doing their, their basic civic duties and, and participating in the community. We can talk about that. We can critique about that. But the burden of bringing our community forward is on those that we have elected to those positions, not on anybody else. 915-8043-76 is our number, folks. You can give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Let's bring on my good friend Raul yesterday. Raul and I sparred pretty pretty good. I know we were coming on different sides of the of the aisle on the whole Assange thing and the use of information there. Raul, how do you weigh in on the issues today? Well, Hector, I I heard you say earlier that you regret having voted for Obama. I do. But you wouldn't have voted for McCain. No, I would have probably issued an undervote. Okay, well... And I know that in the primary um, run-up, you know, my, my support should have solidly been with Hillary Clinton just as my wife supported Hillary Clinton. Well, you could have voted for Cynthia McKinney of the Green Party. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I don't we're know coming about that around one, to, to be my honest way of thinking, Hector. I've been disappointed with a two-party system for a long time. Sure. And this is the first time in a long time that I voted for the Democratic presidential candidate on the basis of hope, yeah. of change, yeah. and uh, because we had a very different complexion there in the president. And I didn't vote for him just because of his complexion. He obviously is very smart, very well-educated. But uh, apparently... Um, not willing to take the fight on, uh, it seems to me, and and I haven't gotten what I wanted in the health care bill. I certainly didn't get it in this caving into uh, to the Republicans so that the top two percenters can get another tax break. Uh, but this country has been headed in the wrong direction for quite a long time, in my opinion, Hector, sure. and we need third-party politics. We, we do need, need third-party. You know, I've mentioned this before. There's very heavy and serious rumblings about a Michael Bloomberg candidacy that is largely going to be self-financed. Um, if that does end up materializing, you know, I, I think 
Now I'm not sure where I stand on 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 Bloomberg yet, although it's it's an appealing candidacy, just because I feel that right now uh, a serious independent movement uh, that is well funded is going to be able to get some very good traction if. If I, again, and I agree with Chris, two years is a very long time uh, in politics. But if these two years prove to be very similar or worse than the last two, then Obama is going to have some serious uh, public, you know, kind of uh, questioning of, of his reliability. And so people aren't really going to be willing to vote for him. And if Republicans put up someone like Sarah Palin, which they may very well do. I'm not sure that will inspire a lot of trust either, even within prominent Republicans like a Karl Rove. And so it's going to create a vacuum. And if if someone like a My, Michael Bloomberg swoops in with, with the kind of money that he's got, um, he, he may the public may just go, oh, you know what, this time we're going independent. Forget both of you guys. I would love to see Michael Bloomberg run. I love self-made people like him. And as you know, he's uh, gone back and forth between the Democratic and Republican Party, so he's really somewhat of an independent. Yeah, he's straight down the line. I, know, I have a, a close friend whose uh, aunt lives in New York City, and I've known the family for a long, long time, and she loves him. She thinks that he's done a very, very good job. There in New York City. So I really do think it's time for uh, the candidates. I wish we had a system where you don't have to be a billionaire yeah, to, I wish that to, too. to mount a campaign. That, that's probably, that, again, as you know, Hector, that's the big problem in my mind as to what's wrong with their system. It's the best politicians money can buy, or you're a billionaire. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the, the great storyline on that one is just to follow McCain-Feingold and whatever became of the McCain-Feingold, yeah. you know, caps on campaign yeah. um, campaign finance reform. And, and, of course, one guy is out. Feingold is out now. And, and McCain is still around, but he's not the same guy that proposed campaign finance reform. Yeah, well, that, that was a half-assed measure. What we need is full funding of political campaigns. Uh, a, a totally different uh, electoral system, a totally different political system, so we don't end up with uh, the lesser of two evils or the evil of two lessers. <laughs> I love it. I love how you put it. But I, will, I always appreciate the call. Thanks Thank for the you, call. 915-880-4376. Look, see how, how Raul and I can be on different sides of the aisle and argue one thing one day, and then the, ne- the very next day come up and uh, bring up some, some, some pointed things that, that we're, we actually agree with. That's, that's kind of interesting, don't you think? It, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, black and white like that, folks. I mean, it's it's really like people don't like gray, gray areas. Um, we could certainly find a lot of them, though, and that's the jumping off point to a lot of good, product, productive conversations. 915-8804-376, I want you to weigh in. Let me go straight to the phone lines again. Let me go to Rick. Rick, welcome back. Hello, uh, Hector. How are you? I'm doing well, Rick. What's going I'm, on? I'm, you might remember I mentioned I'm talking. I'm calling you back. I know. You know. I might have mentioned a couple of months ago. I'm your friend because my son Larry is your friend. Yes, sir. And my son Larry is the one that taught me to backing up Marisa. Gotcha. So let me tell you a couple of things in favor of Marisa. Okay, go right ahead. I mean, people are a lot of credit. And Paul Moreno for 50 years has been my friend. Yes, sir. But you know, a lot of people were happy for Marisa to get all out. And you should they give were Marisa happy. Some yes, credit they, a lot of people that. were very happy now, about number that. Two, yes. Number two on Marisa. Marisa, you, if, I'm, I'm worried about Marisa, about the things you say. Okay. But you know, as Christians, we're, we, don't, we don't cut people down. We try to find out how we can help somebody instead of cutting Marisa down. 
Now, uh, the way you cut Marisa, why don't you one of these days spend half an hour cutting each one, cutting down each one of the members of the Texas legislature, legislation from El Paso? I mean, I've, I've spent significant time talking about how pretty much the entirety of our delegation right what now is, one of these days spend has serious some time deficits. Cutting down Paul Moreno, even if he's already retired. Well, I did spend a good number of time, uh, Rick, there talking against uh, Chente Quintanilla and the fact that his chief of staff can even think of the fact that he's going to be running against Marisa credibly when he's been working as a chief for a guy who's largely done not much. Um, I don't know where he thinks he can run. I mean, I, I talked about that and I talked about I don't I don't understand why people don't see the. The argument, the grander scope, people are caught up in the fact that I have somehow hurt the feelings of someone, you know, that 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 is near and dear to the hearts of 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 those that have called in. First of all, this debate happened several days ago, so I don't even know. I mean, someone is obviously on the other end of things trying to make hay out of this when this has been largely put to bed for a long time. Nobody called when I made the initial statements. And if everybody recalls the initial statements I made, they were in concert with an article that came out by the Texas Tribune about the hay being made because Marisa Marquez did not like the fact that the chief of staff for uh, for whatever his name is, is was going to be running. Was going to be running. And they made a lot of hay out of nothing. They made one guy, this guy, this, this chief of staff, Grijalva, decides to put out a press release on the matter. Come on, really? I mean, in the run-up to probably the most hostile Texas GOP session El Paso's about to face ever, instead of strategizing, we're talking about that? What I said was that our El Paso delegation was acting like boys and girls in a schoolyard not doing anything for the future of our community. Don't get your feelings hurt, folks. 915-880-4376. You know that the commentary is not coming from the wrong place. Your financial news source with CNBC Financial. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Bailed out insurance giant AIG taking a big step toward paying back Uncle Sam, looking to pay off a $20 billion loan from the New York Federal Reserve Bank in cash. At one point, bailed out AIG cost taxpayers $182 billion. Hackers retaliating against MasterCard and now Visa for cutting off business connections with WikiLeaks. The websites of both credit card giants were attacked today. Stocks end the day higher, the Dow up 13, the Nasdaq adding 10. Even though traders are concerned that the plan to extend tax cuts for the wealthy and extend benefits for the jobless will inflate the nation's budget deficit even more and could lead to higher inflation and interest rates. Fortune Brands is splitting up into three companies, keeping its liquor business led by Jim Beam and Canadian Club, but it'll spin off a unit that makes Titleist golf balls and another that makes Moen faucets and master locks. Tom Busby, CNBC. 
On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a gift card under the tree. If ever there was a perfect present to give this holiday season, it's a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse gift card. So many delicious choices. So many reasons to celebrate. Four calamari, three cabernets, two petit filets, and a gift card under the tree. Purchase your gift card today at ruthschris.com or at any Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Just 60 days. That's all it takes to start transforming your business. Thanks to Constant Contact. Their simple step-by-step -step checklist will help you transform your small business with email marketing and social media. That's right. In just 60 days, you can better connect with your customers, generate referrals, and build the business you've always wanted. Go to constantcontact.com transform and start your 60-day transformation today. Radio 1150 and KFOX TV 14 has teamed up to bring you the latest updates in news, weather, and traffic every morning on KHRO from 7 to 9. And the entire KFOX News at 6 simulcast. Get the coverage you can count on with KFOX TV and Talk Radio 1150. El Paso for America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. This is the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. Something kind of neat going on here in the studio. Uh, we've got two Lorenzos back to back. So we'll go to Lorenzo number one. And then we'll go to Lorenzo number two. That's kind of neat. Don't you think, folks? You can weigh in. 915-880-4376. Let me go to Lorenzo number one. Lorenzo, welcome to the show. What's going on? How do you weigh in? Am I the one? You're, you're number one, Lorenzo. Oh, okay. We got another Lorenzo number two right, right behind you. Well, you know, um, I invite people to copy, make a copy of all Obama's speeches. Uh-huh. For a later date to further review. I mean, I suggest that to everybody. Hmm. You know, there's a reason for that. But, um... You know, um, the way I look at Obama, maybe I'm wrong. It seems like Obama went to Washington, and the people people said, "We know you're the president. It's in title only, mm -hmm. but you don't run this country. Hmm. I mean, you're going to run it the way we see you're going to run it because everything he said he was going to do, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he's making too many consensus, going across the table, you know, inflating. Our economy, when we should be paying off the banks, even all those banks in Chicago. So you sit there and say, okay, you start putting one to one together and say, uh huh, mm -hmm. somebody must be starting to get in there and say, Obama, you know, you can only be one term here, so let's get rich. Do it our way. Because you just don't make promises to the American people and say, I'm for change in all your speeches, and then you you know, you turn around like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm just saying, yeah. record his, everything he said, and then when he's out of office... Come back and look at it. Look at it and be polite, because now he's not in office. Now you can sit there and say, what it's all about hot air. I mean... Well, I mean, you, I think a lot of people are beginning to realize it, uh, Lorenzo, number one, because here, here's, here's, here's uh, the story I'm staring at right now on my screen. You know, Obama desperate to show 
tax support. And, and of course, people, the whole liberal wing of the Democratic Party is, is livid about the tax situation, uh, and I don't blame them. So the president in the White House released a statement that says, uh, you know, President, uh, President Barack Obama has uh, the, the great support of people from across this nation uh, on the recent, you know, tax uh, cut framework. And then the people that they put on this list, I'm quoting now, are the mayor of Charlotte, North Carolina, Anthony Fox, Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Villarraigosa, Vermont Governor Jim Douglas, and Pennsylvania Governor Ed Rendell. Now, I mean, I could see Los Angeles being in there, but come on. I mean, now we're, now we're reaching to the mayor of Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, he, they're on a presidential press release about the support the president has. I mean, that, if anything, that shows that the president doesn't have support from the Democrats because there's no prominent cities in there. You know, the senator, the Democratic Senator Frank, you know, he said, wait a minute, I want a strong country. We need to take fiscal responsibility and pay off these banks and not put us into debt and put us into a situation where now we got to pay more money to these banks. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. Have a good show, sir. Thank you very much for the call, Lorenzo number one. Let's go to Lorenzo number two. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Hector? I'm doing all right, Lorenzo. It's kind of weird that we got Lorenzo and Lorenzo, huh? <laughs> I love like it. We got, yeah, it seems like we got on the same page. <laughs> we, should, we should develop a, 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 se a segment for the show called Lorenzo and Lorenzo and just have you guys go at it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was uh, I was hearing you a little while ago. So I'm, I've been hearing it on and off. Yeah. And uh, and you were talking about Shapley. Yeah. And let me weigh in a little bit sure. on uh, Mr. Senator Shapley. Uh -huh. I have some bad things to say about him, even though uh, he does play a real good role here for the people. Okay. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of a TCEQ Sunset Review. TCEQ Sunset Review. Refresh yeah, my memory because I don't, you know, I not off the top of my head like that. Okay, well, this was the first time that I've known about this, and this is about a 10-year review of the TCEQ. Anyways, uh, Sierra Club apparently sponsored this right here, and it says also on the very bottom, thanks to our legislative sponsors, uh, Senator Shapley and Representative Moody. And this came about on a Thursday, October the 28th, at the main library. Okay. CCQ is out here, and what it's been, you know, in short, basically, is what it's to evaluate what uh, TCQ is doing wrong, or or how they can change and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, anyways, he came out with a uh, with a uh, little portfolio or whatever where it says TCQ captured and corrupt, and it, it's done, I believe, by Senator Shapley, mm -hmm. and he does say that the TCQ is corrupt, which I do agree. I was at that meeting. And I was surprised that there was not, a, you know, a, a real full uh, class out there or, or, or meeting hall. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of people that are pissed off at Shapley. They're pissed off at the uh, the TCQ and the way things are ran here. Okay. And in in, in this right here, like I said, he was saying that the TCQ is corrupt. Now, I do agree that he did get a lot of information from the Asarco. A lot of people from the uh, Sunland Park Environmental Grassroots gave him a lot of information that he ran with and patted himself on the back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And and But I, get, I went with him uh, a while back also in 2007, I believe, took him some videos, took him some pictures, took him some nasty crap of the stuff we were working out there at Phelps Dodge. Yeah. And he was, and, and he had some people from the Phelps Dodge 
uh, from the big shots, apparently gone to his office, and some from here from El Paso. Well, I was getting, I was trying to get some public information from his office, and apparently he doesn't have anything. And and uh, on that meeting, apparently uh, on that same meeting that uh, the TCQ was out there, and he was out there, and he sponsored. Uh, he told me to go pick up some papers that he had for me because he, you know, we had talked about. Yeah. The following day, I went over there. He had already sent all of his paperwork to wherever they sent it. And in other words, he knew I was going to go pick him up, and he did not give me anything. Wow. Anyways, let me just... Uh, Lo- uh, Lorenzo, let me a- allow you to conclude your remarks at the at, at the other end of the break. I'm up on a hard break. I'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. We'll continue with Lorenzo. Talk Radio 1150 AM, your CNN Radio News source. CNN Radio, AC360, I'm Anderson Cooper. A crucial Senate test vote tonight on lifting Don't Ask, Don't Tell. In scheduling an early vote, Majority Leader Harry Reid is taking a gamble to push moderate Republicans off the fence. President Obama is predicting success for another big Senate item, nuclear arms reduction. I am confident that... uh, We are going to be able to get the START Treaty on the floor, debated, and completed uh, before we break for the holidays. Mr. Obama saying the support of allies and Republican defense experts will help it through. Maryland authorities have arrested a 21-year-old American convert to Islam. He's accused of plotting to blow up a military recruiting station. Three, two, one. We have liftoff. And a successful flight for Falcon 9, a privately designed rocket aimed at replacing the space shuttle. More news tonight on 360 at 10 p.m. The most trusted name in news. I'm Anderson Cooper. This is CNN Radio. The Bose Wave Music System. It's elegantly small with sound that brings new life to music. And it makes a great gift. Forbes FYI says it sounds like a system that costs five times more. Visit Bose.com slash enjoy or call 1-800-556-9013 for a 30-day risk-free trial. Call by December 31st and save $100 when you order the Wave Music System together with our optional multi-CD changer. Also ask about financing. 1-800-556-9013. With five times the selection, Jared is the place to go for diamond fashion jewelry this holiday. That's Jared! Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry, has an incredible selection of diamond fashion and bridal jewelry brands to choose from, including Leo Solitaire Earrings by Leo Schachter, Love's Embrace, and Heart's Desire, with prices starting at $100 to over $4,000. It can only be Jared! Find a Jared store or shop anytime at jared.com. Hey, Kelly. So, who'd you hire to do your emails? What? You know it's just me here. Come on, I got your newsletter. Pretty fancy. Photos, coupons. Come on, who is it? Oh, no one, silly. I use Constant Contact. Really? With ConstantContact.com, it's so easy. They make me look like a million bucks, and the emails really work. Oh, yeah? It got you in here today, didn't it? Touche. ConstantContact.com. Plans as low as $15 a month with a free 60-day trial. Intuit Small Business presents Invoices in 30 Seconds. Just open Intuit QuickBooks, type in the who, what, where, when, and how much, and voila, a professional invoice ready to print or email in under 30 seconds, giving me ample time to do the backstroke through this swimming pool of cherry gelatin. I'm stuck. Try Intuit QuickBooks online free for 30 days at Intuit.com. 
We do the legwork so you can do what you love. Intuit. Small business rejoice. Solo dilo, dilo ya. Mira. Lo que pasa es. ¿Qué? ¿Qué me estás tratando de decir? Dilo. No tiene nada que ver contigo, te juro, soy yo. Pero creo que esto no va a funcionar. ¿Sabes qué? ¡Que eres un inmaduro! No te pongas así, por favor. Terminar una relación es difícil. Por eso Allstate lo hace por ti. Cámbiate a Allstate y tu nuevo agente te ayudará a dejar tu compañía de seguros actual ahorrándote un mal momento y dinero. Dólar por dólar nadie te protege como Allstate. Obtén una cotización ya y empieza a ahorrar. No esperes. Llama a un agente de Allstate o al 888-ALLSTATE. Sí, 888-ALLSTATE. Con Allstate estás en buenas manos. Póliza solo en inglés. Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company y Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. 92.3 The Fox presents the half-off store. This Thursday, you'll have the opportunity to save with 50% on selected merchants in the area. This Thursday, buy your $20 gift certificate from El Paso's Bakery for only $10. The half-off store. This Thursday, starting at 9 a.m. $20 certificates from El Paso's Bakery for only $10. It's easy to buy. Just log on to 923thefox.com, click on the half-off store, and save with the half-off store at 92.3 The Fox. Virgin Mobile wants you to have a super happy holiday. The all-new Samsung Intercept powered by Android with touchscreen and slider QWERTY is a great way to start. And then paying only $25 a month for unlimited messaging, email, web, and data, plus hundreds of talk minutes with no contract and data services on the nationwide Sprint 3G network will make it a holiday season to remember. Visit your local Best Buy, Radio Shack, or Target store or go to virginmobileusa.com today for more info. Coverage not available everywhere. Data speeds vary by device selected. International services extra. State and local sales taxes and fees may apply. Restrictions apply. Come to trust. El Paso for America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. This is the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. Very quickly, because the House is actually talking about the Dream Act, and I want to bring you some of those live comments. Uh, Representative Lamar Smith from Texas is actually up right now. Uh, blasting the DREAM Act uh, with some unwarranted attacks, really. I'll get into that with you in a second. I do want to give a chance for Lorenzo to wrap up his commentary about uh, his thoughts on Senator Elliot Shapley. Uh, he's kind of sharing a story that uh, he feels all of you should know. So, Lorenzo, you're, you're sitting there telling me uh, that, that perhaps, you know, Senator Shapley acted one way when it came to Texas, uh, what was it, uh, Texas EQ, um, but then acted a completely another way when it came to Phelps Dodge. Exactly. And see, like I say, he has put a real good show um, out there to the public that he really cares for the people and he does this for the people. Um, and I just want the public to know that um, he is as corrupt as, as the TCQ, I believe, in my personal opinion, because um, I have given him and shared a lot of information uh, to him. And even uh, Jesse Chavez, which was with the Channel 9 News back in, in 2007, mm -hmm. he went and questioned him, and he went and questioned um, uh, Silvestre Reyes, and he brought all these issues up to them. And John Cook knows, and everybody, everybody knows here in the city, except they are not doing nothing about this. And the people, that's why 
you have a lot of sick people out here. I don't know yep. much about what you're talking about, Lorenzo, but let me ask you, have you looked into the uh, his his campaign finance reports and if Phelps Dodge is in there somewhere as having given a ton of money to, to Shapley? I mean, I don't know anything about what you're talking about, but that would be the first place I'd start because if there is a link between Phelps Dodge and his candidacies or any of his campaigns, it probably tells you why he acted the way he did. Yeah. Well, see, like I say, I mean, I, I got, I got uh, uh, a lot of information and a lot of uh, facts yeah. With me, and that, uh, that that prove a lot of this stuff. And matter of fact, I have a conversation that uh, when we went out there with him, uh, it was a conversation for about an hour and 15 minutes approximately, where he did say, and this was in 2007, where he did say that he was going to talk to these people, get with these people, and assure that we were going to get the attention that we needed, and, and blah, 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 and yeah. again, playing the good role of the senator, uh, here, the, the good senator here in El Paso, but he hasn't done nothing, and he's just about out. Now that you're saying that he's trying to run for, uh, he might be running for mayor, well, I'll tell you what, we will be in bad shape, you know, because <laughs> everybody here in El Paso knows about self-dodge, what they're doing, what they've done, and, and I've, I've been trying to get some media attention because right now, as we speak, they're still under investigation through OSHA, and I believe that they just got some citations just recently. And, you know, it's an ongoing thing that, but again, nobody wants to take on uh, these big corporations, the I, media. I'll tell you what, uh, Lorenzo, save that information, because if if it does come to pass that uh, as Shapley you know, runs for mayor, like some of these rumors are saying, uh, that information he'll have to somehow answer to. And I guarantee you a lot of people will be wanting uh, some of that information from you if you indeed have it. I mean, you're, I'm with you on the fact that, I mean, I think his time has come and gone. I mean, he's, he did some things for El Paso good. Thank you very much. I mean, now it's time to step off the stage and allow others to rise. But but if, if these rumors are true, boy, is that not classy? I mean, come on, again? Again, you're going back for another hit? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's... yeah. No, I just want you know, it's, it's an awareness for the public that uh, I worked out there for many years. I am poisoned up the yin-yang still. And, you know, I do have a litigation pending. But the thing is that there's a lot more that needs to be said and that needs to be done. And yeah. these politicians have not done anything about this, you know? I got you. So, Lorenzo, thank you for, yeah, I got to run, but I appreciate your call. Right, 915-804-3766 is our number, folks. I'll tell you what, uh, I have now Representative uh, Phil Jim Gray of uh, Re Republican out of Georgia from the 11th District speaking on um, immigration rules for non-citizen children and the DREAM Act. Let's listen into what he's saying. HR 5281 is nothing short of amnesty for illegal immigrants. Uh, According to the Migration Policy Institute, estimated 2 that's what million they would say. Immigrants will be eligible for amnesty under this bill. That number is not too difficult to imagine, given that H.R. 5281 would allow these individuals, once they are naturalized and become 21 years of age, to exploit our broken system by sponsoring their immediate relatives with no numerical cap. We call that chain migration. In fact, they could each bring in something like 179 other individuals. Further, the potential for fraud is exponentially great considering that one provision of the bill mandates that the immigrant has resided in the United States since they turned 16. My question is simple. How can we verify how long an illegal immigrant has been in the United States? We cannot and should not require ourselves to rely on the word of individuals whose very presence in the United States is illegal. So, Madam Speaker, we all know that the requirements to become a legalized permanent resident 
under H.R. 5281 do not actually mandate that the potential naturalized citizen complete any college or vocational degree. They just simply have to show up and go for two years. If the bill attempts to integrate an educated immigrant workforce into America, this legislation certainly will not achieve that goal. So in closing, Madam Speaker, H.R. 5281 will open the doors, yes, to criminal aliens attaining permanent status to the detriment of illegal or legal, I should say, immigrants. This legislation allows an illegal alien to submit an application for legalized permanent resident status, and in doing so, the Department of Homeland Security will no longer be allowed to deport them, criminal or not. I urge my colleagues, oppose this rule and the underlying legislation. And with that, Madam Speaker, I yield back. All right, folks, uh, there you heard, uh, well, this representative from Georgia, obviously a Republican, actually speaking without much education on the matter or on the subject, because he actually did speak of a few things that are misrepresentations of the DREAM Act. See, that's what some of the things that I've been seeing here take place on the floor. Uh, since, you know, th this allows them since they're the age of 16. It's not since they're the age of 16. It's up until the age of 16 with the vast majority of students uh, and, and, and kids coming to this nation without any free will on their part. This whole chain migration issue that he's bringing up, the whole chain migration issue that he's bringing up and other members of the Republican Party continue to bring up is an issue that Democrats have been willing to negotiate on in the past sessions of negotiation. What they mean by this chain migration is the idea that in the immigration law that we have right now, People that come to this nation legally and that go through a legal process to become citizens have the opportunity to claim members of their family to become legal U.S. citizens following the legal process. So his representation of uh, people coming, oh, this is going to be chain illegal immigration type nonsense is, is a misrepresentation. At, very, at the very best is a misrepresentation because that's not at all what it is. First of all, we're debating giving a legal avenue for people to become citizens if they meet certain threshold points. It's not just the fact that you've been in this nation since you were the age of being a baby up until the age of 16. It's not just that. It's that you're going to provide service to your nation it's that you're going to go to college. All right, so he's, well, I, you, you can see the fireworks. They're live right now. You have another Republican speaking right now from California, obviously from the same perspective. It's on right now on C-SPAN. Pick up the phone, call your elected representatives. I don't see anywhere on the agenda here for the DREAM Act the name of Congressman Silvestre Reyes. I don't see him weighing in on any of this. He may vote, but he's not weighing in. Call. Call people up, folks. Debate's raging. If, if we have some more commentary like this, I'll bring it to you because I, I'm monitoring it here in studio, but I can see where this is going. And the thing that I can't stand is that these Republicans stand around and they say things like, you know, we stand up for people that don't have a voice. They particularly say that when they're talking about right to life 
and all of that and, you know, the whole abortion debate. Here are some people that never had a voice in coming to this nation. Never had a voice. Did not have the power to make a decision. Came to this nation, have grown up in this nation as law-abiding individuals. Have Many of them don't even know Spanish. Many of them do not know, the grand majority of them don't know any other nation than this nation. Oh, but we're quick to write them off. What about standing up for people without a voice there? 915-880-4376. C-SPAN is carrying the Dream Act debate live. I recommend you tune into it. And we're monitoring it here in the station. Let's go to the phone calls. Oh, it's a good friend of the show, Chris Bailey. Chris, welcome back. And uh, how are you feeling today? Uh, much better. I feel like a new man, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I got out of bed this morning kicking and raring to go, so I think I'm over. I think I've got this thing beat. Love it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm, a lot better. I'm happy to hear it because now you're going to be back in tip-top shape, and it's going to be harder for me to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> so so how do you weigh in on all the stuff we've been talking about today, uh, Chris? Well, um, I actually think that there's a whole new uh, level of dialogue with regard to this that people aren't talking about in the media and that the Republicans really aren't being honest about. I want you to think for a moment about these individuals who will, if the DREAM Act passes, become naturalized citizens. Okay. And if they become naturalized citizens, they earn the right to vote. Right. And if they earn the right to vote, they the first thing that they are going to do is vote against the very people who spoke out against them. Right. No, I think that's and a fair assessment. This is a, a strategic move on the part of the GOP to try to shape the voting behavior of America in the future. Uh, if the DREAM Act is passed, what we are going to see is a speedy move in its shift in demographics of a rise in the Latino population, especially within the United States. And as a matter of fact, that's not a bad thing. However, these are going to be Latinos that vote against and counter to GOP wants and needs. Yeah. And as such, they are trying to head it off at the pass by preventing this legislation. But no one will have this kind of dialogue in the media uh, and talk about it from that standpoint. No one will talk about it from that standpoint. The Republicans will always return back to rule of law. They'll always return back to security. It's interesting, though, uh, with re regard to rule of law, because the GOP, that argument really doesn't hold water. They're more than willing to trounce the rule of law, rule of law when it comes to security, except they'll try it out when it comes to immigration. So yeah. they like to cherry-pick when and where to defend the Constitution and where, when and where they can erode it. No, and I, and I can't stand that, Chris. I mean, I'm sitting here watching and discuss. We have yet another Republican speaking out on the matter. I mean, where are the Democrats on this? It's like that I'm looking at the docket of the people that are signed up to speak. It's like, geez, it's all the Republicans standing up here. But, you know, I, I agree with you, Chris. This is, in many respects, 
and you and I have discussed this actually on a Critical Thought Monday, the strategies of, of Republicans are very nearsighted. Uh, some Republicans do realize the fact that demographics uh, in America are shifting and that they yes. need to begin to court the Latino community. But the vast majority of them in current elected office still operate under uh, an assumption where they don't need the Latino vote. And I, I, I don't understand uh, a, a lot of those Republicans, particularly Republicans that are that are out right now, just really speaking out like the guy who's currently, I mean, right now we got a Florida guy from Miami up, but obviously uh, that's a more conservative Latino end of the community, but still a Latino community over there in Florida. And the guy speaking out against this, obviously that's from the Cuban community. uh, But at the end of the day, I can't believe that even prominent Latino individuals are coming out speaking against this that are in the Republican Party and not realize the big end game. And I mean, this is coming from the party that is largely perceived to be as very strategic. You know, I, I think what they what they are uh, what they are actually doing is is recognizing that if these individuals are naturalized and they begin to vote, and uh, most people who are naturalized citizens end up voting. Uh, by and large, many of them exercise their right to vote. They're very well. They're upwardly mobile. These are people that are going to serve in the military. These are people that are going to go to college. They're upwardly mobile people that will probably vote. Absolutely, and the GOP is well aware of that. They do not want an engaged voter that's going to actively move against the interests of their party. Uh, If you read, it's interesting. Uh, I was reading last night on the internet some of the missives that were put out by certain conservative think tanks, namely the Heritage Foundation and uh, the Center for American Progress actually had a great analysis on this. If you look at it from the standpoint of a GOP strategy, this is part and parcel with how they do business. This goes hand in hand with virtually every GOP move with regard to immigration. Yeah. Um, and... It is a strategic political move, but no one will talk about it in the media. It's always this one-dimensional discussion about the rule of law and security. It has nothing to do with either, as a matter of fact. No, I agree with you. Uh, Chris, this is definitely something we're going to have to come up with, uh, bring up for our Critical Thought Mondays, because, I mean, this is is going to— be pivotal. I don't know if you agree with my assessment earlier today, but I pretty much said, look, if if Democrats don't come together, there's some rumblings that there's a couple of Democrats that were still on the fence on some matters uh, and negotiating points on some of this stuff. If Democrats don't figure out a way to 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 accomplish something with Don't Ask, Don't Tell, the Dream Act, with especially now that the liberal end of the party is livid at the president because of the of the situation with the tax cuts and the unemployment benefit deal. You know, Democrats are going to be in serious trouble. I mean, you already have a prominent Democrat that's Latino going, forget the president, forget. I mean, this guy's from Illinois. It's it's Congressman yeah. Gutierrez, uh, you yeah. know, saying the, the the Democratic Party is not really necessarily looking out for the best interests of the Latino community. Those are well, they're not they're necessarily they're not looking out for the best interests of their base is the point. And I, I really fault in the failure of the compromise with regard to the tax issue. I really fault Blue Dog Democrats on this. I absolutely fault Blue Dog Democrats. They have voted time and time again with the GOP every single time to save their seat. And the way I look at it is, look, if they're going to lose those seats to Republicans and and the state's going to go red, let them go red. There are other states that are battleground states that we can move toward 
at least from a moderate standpoint, and win and have them turn blue, then try to convince <laughs> these blue dog Democrats to come over into the middle, sure, uh, over to the left, because they're not going to do it. Well, they will not do it. They have split in the face of that party time and time again. The sick thing is, is that the Democratic leadership allows it to happen. They've allowed it to happen over and over and over again. And I blame Pelosi and Reid for really poor leadership on this issue. Uh, I, I, I agree with you on that one. Chris, we found something that, uh, you know, like I was saying, there's some things we can agree on. There's some things we can disagree on. But it's kind of neat how on this show, on one day, we could be on different sides. And on another day, we could be in the same particular stance on, on matters. It goes to show that it's not necessarily black or white or Republican or Democrat, as people make it It never is. It never Chris, is, Hector. We'll look forward to having you back on the show soon. Right. Take good care. And I'm enjoying your show. Get, continue to do great work over there with the Chris Bailey Show. Thanks a lot. That's right. All righty. Folks, uh, I'm going to begin to end my show. I know we got a couple minutes here. You could try to call in 915-804-376, but I'm going to end my show with the top 10 reasons why the DREAM Act should be put into play and should be passed. I will end my show with the top 10 reasons. You guys still want a laundry list? I still have it. And we'll go through the laundry list with all of you. Crucial time. You guys need to pick up the phone. This is it. This is it. If Dream Act and Don't Ask, Don't Tell go down today, I really don't know what's going to happen, particularly with Dream Act and these kinds of questions that Dream Act is trying to address. After 10 years of trying to go through negotiation, 10 years. If it doesn't happen now, I don't know when it will. Because the next session is going to be more conservative. And it's going to bring in people that we already know where they stand based on their Tea Party stances. This is it. And in many respects, this is going to matter a lot as to how the Latino community will end up acting in the future in regards to its vote. 915-880-4376. Let me go to the phones once more before I go into the top 10 reasons why the DREAM Act is necessary. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking my call, Hector. What's going on, Kevin? I, I, guess, I guess that just proves that elections have consequences. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do have consequences. Okay, uh, let me, let me, let me some fill you in on something. And some can be bad, I guess. But... You know, this guy that you were uh, criticizing earlier, uh, uh, the one from Georgia. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he may not he may not have his facts totally straight. I I, I thought he he did, I, you thought he misspoke on that 16 year old deal. I listened to it. I didn't think he did. But anyway, let me let me let me give you a personal narrative. Sure. Um, I mean, I've, I've been in this town for 30 years. Prior to that, my, I, I spent part of my growing up years in East Texas, specifically Smith County, okay. Tyler, Texas. Is the my my parents for years were in the mobile home business over there. Let me tell you something about how chain migration works. Because I, I saw it firsthand. Uh, my, my dad was in the used and repossessed mobile home business. Okay. These are pe people that couldn't afford conventional housing, mostly low income. I'm familiar. Are legal aliens. My, my, my legal mom immigrants. is a long, long time, uh, you know, uh, sales. Home dweller? Was a, was a long time uh, person in sales uh, okay. inside the, the mobile home and pre-manufactured okay. home. Okay, uh, then, you're, then you're very familiar with yes. what I'm talking about. Yes. What, what my parents did is they bought land out in the county, and they developed it. They just put in the, the water and the electrical there, and then they sold the lots, carried the paper, allowed, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, I guess you want to call it the, the, the 
underclass, if that's what you want to call it. I don't like that word. But in any case, Scott, they provide precisely because I, I'm running out of time. I don't want to cut anyway, you off. Anyway, my point is, though, is that every time these people, Hispanics, Mexicans primarily, would bring their brother-in-law, their, their, their cousins. Sure. I mean, it, it, every time they'd go back to Mexico uh, tw- two or three times a year, they would bring somebody else back with them, somebody else back with them. They would do that. And I, not, not that I'm, I'm just saying that this idea that it, it's you're not talking a, about not a, uh, you're talking true. about illegal immigration, Ill- illegal immigration. OK, I mean, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, you, you realize that's that that's not, not that's what not the just, representative from Georgia was talking, though, about. No, but, but you were talking about chain migration. That's I mean, what he was it, talking it's, it's about. Either, but it's either chain migration, legal chain or illegal chain. It's the same thing. It's just how you preface it. Well, I mean, he was talking about the fact that once they are in legally, this is going yeah. to lead but to chain migration. That's my point, is that the, the people that would come over here, uh, they would have a, a somebody out of the group that was legal, that was part of the family, that had gone through the process to become legal, or yeah. married a, a somebody who was legal. Mm-hmm. And then they would begin the process for their family groups and friends and their, their uh, group to begin to try so, to get so people So you're in legal. favor of changing the laws that allow people to have a legal avenue into the nation? I, I'm, I'm in favor of, of – of, right now, I'm in favor – of, uh, of securing our borders first. I'm okay. a I'm a I'm a border language you. culture guy. I got you, Kevin. I got to right, run, but you. okay. I, I enjoy the show. No, I appreciated your call. I really do. Look, folks. Um, I could talk to you about uh, the concept of chain migration. Uh, I was talking about it from a legal perspective. Uh, Kevin actually brought up the the concept of illegal chain migration. Look, I'm a first generation American citizen. I'm proud of it. I was born in the United States of America. And my parents, both of them, are naturalized American citizens. And the way in which they became American citizens was legal, but it had to do with going through a process, going through a process where an American that's a member of your family begins to claim you. Now, my parents didn't break any rules. If you want to begin to change those laws, then, whoa, I mean, go nuts at it. But here's, here's the point, folks. You have to talk about legal avenues to migration in comprehensive immigration reform. And nobody wants to talk about comprehensive immigration reform. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody. They, they say a lot of nice things on TV, but nobody wants to talk about it. Let me get to the list of why we need the DREAM Act. Number one. Secretary of Education Arnie Duncan has stated that passing the DREAM Act will play an important part in the nation's efforts to have the highest proportion of college graduates in the world by 2020, something that, vital, that is vital for America to remain competitive in today's economy. Number two, with the DREAM Act, young people like Ivan Rosales, who came to the United States when he was a one-year-old, can become doctors and work towards a cure for cancer. Ivan's brother and National Guardsman and his brother-in-law and Iraq veteran inspired his dream to serve as a doctor in the military before going to work as a cancer researcher. Without the DREAM Act, Ivan and others like him have no way to even stay in this country and must, much less serve it. Uncle Sam says the DREAM Act supports our troops. Secretary of Defense Gates has written a DREAM Act that sponsors the... I gotta run, folks. I'll continue with this and I'll post it on the website. Thank <laughs> you.